When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. For years, we have been experiencing supply chain issues. Much of it is a result of COVID and the challenges brought on by the pandemic. Now that we are on the other side of the pandemic, there are still issues getting goods from suppliers to consumers. I'm Nate Zimdars with the Midwest Farm Report, and I'm speaking with Nick Lowe. He has been driving truck locally for over 20 years, mostly for agricultural connected businesses. Lowe shares some of the changes he has witnessed over his years behind the wheel and what the most pressing issues facing the trucking industry right now are. Tell me about your background in trucking and who you're working for currently. I've been driving truck locally for the last 23 years since I graduated Farm and Industry Short Course. I've always been involved with agriculture transport in one way or the other. I've only had three local driving jobs, and I currently drive for Wheaton Beck Incorporated, a small family-owned business out of Monona. And we specialize in hauling steel and other metals. And we basically distribute that to customers of all sizes all around the state. When you say you drive locally, define locally for us. How far is your radius? Well, I've got the truck that does not have the sleeper on the back, and it's always been that way since day one. My territory is pretty much all of southern Wisconsin. It does vary. This company specifically, we do not go out of state hardly at all. And just based off of competition and customer base, we mainly stay in the lower half of this state. And you've been driving for 23 years, you said. How have you seen the trucking industry change during that time? From what I understand, the input costs, the customer base, the technology in the trucks has probably been one of the biggest changes. They're going for environmental impact, less of a carbon footprint. That all comes at a cost. That's your dependability of your trucks, your complexity, and all the maintenance involved with it. But I know diesel cost has probably quadrupled since I started driving truck and working for companies. I never had to personally pay for it, but it's always something I keep an eye on. And I just know other things like your tires, your maintenance, your oil changes, your cost of the vehicles are going up as well. And then we're also looking at a driver shortage. Right now, the government wants to mandate that you have to take a commercial driver's license class. That, in my opinion, could put a little bit of a dampener on the amount of qualified drivers that we have on the market. And you can't hardly look on the Internet or drive around the countryside and not see someone with a help-wanted, driver-wanted sign out front. So I know you've been still involved with doing some agricultural hauling, but now primarily you've been hauling materials for industry. How is that different, or is it essentially the same as what you were doing before when you were predominantly agriculture? We still have a very strong customer base of agriculture. A lot of farmers are paying to get machinery repaired instead of that high cost, and that's where a lot of our mom-and-pop shops are welding on farm machinery, gates, cattle handling equipment, cattle trailers for these farmers. Yes, we do a lot of industry work, but a lot of these parts are going back to John Deere, to Case IH, parts that are made by the customers I deliver to. I'm just one cog in the machine, whether it's car parts, agriculture parts, or for whatever in the metal industry. So no matter what a person is trucking, do you see the challenges being the same? Yes, for the most part. I admit it's a hard balance for companies 
to figure out the balance of customer service, efficiency, what drivers they have available. You know, your customers, a lot of them want everything yesterday. And then we're coming around to inventory shortages. There was a time our shelves got pretty empty. We're starting to see a little more inventory come in, but then the cost of steel is so expensive. So my company is hesitant to order a lot more and have it on hand than what we truly need. And then we get calls from the customers saying, we need this, 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 and can you rush it? Well, do you make a special trip out to that customer, or do you wait till you have a little bit more on a trailer and you make it a worthwhile trip, knowing that you've got those higher input costs per mile? Everybody's looking at that type of situation, whether you're looking at agriculture, pollen feed for the co-op, or hauling steel out of Madison or dry freight as well. I drove truck hauling dry freight for two years out of Janesville. Everybody's trying to do that balance between customer service and efficiency and watching their bottom dollar. Has there ever been a situation where your company or other companies that you know of have lost customers because there's just been such a delay in being able to get them the products that they need? Yep, you bet. It's, it's like that in all industries. We try to cater on customer service. We also have a fabrication department. They're good at a quick turnaround time on a quality part, whether you need something small welded, a sheet of steel cut up. We can turn that product pretty quick and get it to you. Sometimes bigger companies may not have that flexibility. Sometimes bigger companies may have more inventory on hand, so our customers are going to shop around. We do still have a lot of those loyal customers But also you see a lot of the big customers we have that are outsourcing and getting supplies and steel inventory from other suppliers, that being our competition. It comes down to cost and availability for a lot of our customers, and sometimes they got to make the decision not to go with us. What do you see the future of your industry looking like at this point? Is there a light at the end of a tunnel? Boy, that's so hard to say because you almost have to take a further step back and look at what our economy is doing. Are we going to fall into a recession? Are we going to come out of one? Are we going to have a big, booming economy? It's hard to tell that. I think what the future holds, in my opinion, is we need more cooperation. Yes, I think it's a good thing that we are making these drivers go through a school. Hopefully the general public knows and trusts that the drivers that are next to them going down the road with 80,000 pounds is a more qualified, experienced driver. I think we have to be realistic with ourselves in all end of the transportation industry, whether you are paying somebody to ship, whether you're the people owning trucks and looking for drivers. I think there's a lot more efficiencies that have to happen. We have to fill these trucks up more and make each trip count. I think businesses might need to put the pencil on the paper and know that they aren't going to get their shipment of steel because we're facing a driver shortage because we just don't have the drivers to get it done like they would like to hope we are. It's going to have to get more efficient, and maybe companies are going to have to invest more money in their facilities that accommodate for maybe a quicker unload time, a more efficient unload time, maybe more warehousing that we can stockpile our goods that we need and we can order a truckload at a time instead of two skids of cheese sauce at a time if you're a bakery or something like that. I don't think a lot's going to change until we get more drivers on the road, but I think we're going to have to all be looking at things just a little different. Is there anything else you would like to share, Nick? I'd like to ask the general public for a little bit of patience. We use the word inventory issues, supply issues last couple years. That's not the driver's fault. 
we kind of catch a little bit of slack for that delivery being late when it's out of our control. So I just ask for a lot of patience. And then also, as drivers, just remember that guy sitting behind the wheel is your neighbor. That's somebody's son, somebody's brother, somebody's husband looking to get home at the end of the day to their family. It's unfortunate that a couple drivers that may not be responsible enough make headlines, and we see it. But I'm just asking the general public, keep your distance on these big trucks. We're doing what we can. We're still putting in a long, long day, a lot of long hours. If you're driving down the interstate, just wave up at the truck driver and know that he's doing the best he can and have a little patience if, uh, you know, you have one that's going a little slower than you would prefer. That truck driver going slow may not be a choice of his. That truck might be regulated. The engine might be a little low on horsepower for whatever reason. So I'm just asking the general public's patience with the trucking industry right now as we're, we're going through a difficult time. While it may be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, there is hope that with more drivers and shifting expectations around the transportation of goods, supply chain issues will get better. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.